Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys, me and dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your hosts. We got Chris Schubert floating around as a producer. We're all from the Draft Network, and we're brought to you by Bet Online. It's finally here. It's the Final Four. College basketball is ready to take center stage with the big finale of the tournament coming up this week. If you're looking to wager on these games or the national championship, head over to betonline.net on your desktop or mobile device. You'll sign up today, and if you do, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. BetOnline is your number one spot for all the updated odds and info, including player props and great contests throughout the year. It's your best source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting and everyone's favorite Vegas casino games and poker games. I know Chris Schubert can play a little poker. It's easy to get started, so check it out. Head on over to BetOnline.net. It's where the game starts. Kyle, what's up, dude? Happy uh, Wednesday to you. It's where the game starts. What's going on? Made the Defensive mistake of, side uh, of the ball. Yeah. You made a mistake. What was your mistake? Yeah, it was, it was so it's a weird transition back. Um, I made the mistake of agreeing to do a detox with my wife. We're, we're, we're on day two. And it's, it's bad. It's bad, Kyle. Bad. Oh? Oh, and I, I, I spent a lot of time on the road with you, right? Oh no, it's not bad in those ways. It's just I'm it's disgusting. Yet. Yet. Give it time. My my green teeth. I will check in with you at the seventy two hour mark of your detox and I'll see how you're doing. What does this mean? What what what's walk me through this? No Yeah, man. I I got that. What's the process like? You just eat. She has this very regimented thing that we do in terms of what we eat. And so we're like day and a half in. It's three days. So we're halfway done. And we've been eating things like. Um, you do the week. Well, you like, get on the week. No, no. This is a three day, three day detox. Like our breakfast is like this hot water with lemon, cayenne pepper, and some other type of spice or something. You can have like a hard boiled egg, some kind of disgusting soup that she made with like turmeric and carrots. The best thing we've had is definitely the Greek yogurt with berries. But okay, um, tell what is, what is, what is the what has been the cream, what has been cream. the sales pitch as to the health benefits of this? <laughs> what did she t- what did she sell you? Detox. Well, you detox. That That's a word. You've just used a science I, term yeah, and you, you slapped detox. it on something, and you're like, oh, it detoxes you. That doesn't. What, what does it do? That's like reduced fat on the boxes of stuff at the grocery store, right? It's just like you see it, and it's, you hear the word detox, and you're like. Yeah, I do feel like shit. I'd love to feel better. I'll do anything. I'll I'll chug a gallon of apple cider vinegar. No, I'm here to tell you. That's the one thing I will not do in life. That is the worst. That is well, the worst. You, that's in the you teas don't like and apple stuff cider that we have to drink. It's, it is putrid. Mm, that's Awful. a bad take. That's bad. okay. Gross. It's okay. I respect your opinion, but it's wrong. It is wrong. I I cook with it from time what to you, time. What do you got there, I Joe? Like Hold taste. on. Is that What does that do? That's not for the detox, is it? What do you got over there? I, that's not in my wheelhouse. I got this is just regular green tea. Oh, the, hot the, green tea. The can opening was Kyle. Okay, that yeah, yeah. Do they have do they have bang, are, are no, bangs on the detox? I don't think no that's bangs. on the detox. Look, 
And the funny thing, we have a dinner reservation for Friday night at one of our favorite restaurants. So we're just going to retox real quick. You know, like I don't, I'm not sure oh, what right. the point is here, but because it's so you're doing all Thursday, of this. So Friday you're... night you'll go out, you'll you'll go crazy and, right. and be back to square one. Prime rib is in my future, boys. So then why do all of this? <laughs> That's the problem I have with the detox. Because I'm trying then... to support my wife. He's trying to be supportive of his wife. That's right, Chris. And we've we've suffered through this together. All right, I got nothing. I got nothing that's going to be be helpful okay. here, so I'm out of here. Let's contextualize some edge defenders, dude. <laughs> that was Let's a weird, uh, weird start there. Let's do that. So we've been um, so, we've been navigating through this. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I mean we're on the defensive side of the ball. I always like to kind of put some big picture questions on the table first, if that's all right with you. Yeah, please do. Um, so how many first round edge rushers do you have this year versus mm-hmm. last year? I have Chris is gonna give me a hard time about this. I have five. Five first round grades five. on edge rushers this year. I had three three last year. Uh I can flip back and forth with two clicks of a mouse. I can tell you last year I had four. I had Jalen Phillips, Quiddy Pay, no particular order right now. Jalen Phillips, Quiddy Pay, Aziz Ojolari, and Gregory Rousseau were the four edge rushers last year who I had given first round valuations to. So now you're going to make me say something. I had the same. No, I had three of the four. The you, one I don't have is Greg say, Rousseau. You, you, yeah, your your own player. Right. Wanted to be a starter fine, this year and played he? pretty well. I was going to say Greg was fine. You're welcome. He, he was fine. He's going to take a big step this year next to Von Miller. I have, si- I have six this year. So we both have more edge rushers. I'm curious who the one is. Was it Karloftis? This year, yeah. You have Karloftis and I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I gave him an 85 on the nose, which is that cutoff for us. Uh, so he's my edge six. Uh, that was a fun 12 hours that <laughs> Karloftis apparently ran like a 4-8 in the three cone or a 6-8 in the three cone and then I saw that. I was like, oh, I'm not going to say anything to Joe because everybody we talked to said he's probably not going to run the one that well. And uh, then it came out and was like, oh, yeah, he didn't run a three cone at the pro day. So he doesn't have a time. And I was like, okay, that makes more sense. So I refuse to trust the pro day numbers in general. This yeah. Year. Yeah. We saw, we... It, we saw it firsthand <laughs> when we went to House of Somewhere. Athletes Combine. Oh, you said yeah, it. I'll, okay. I'll, say, I'll say where we went. Okay. But I won't name the player in question. And the player in question ran, and his times were like, we're like, oh, that's not good. And he runs again, and it's like, oh, ouch, that kind of that that's gonna hurt his stock. And then we end up seeing the number that's being circulated around on social after the event for the time, and it was like two tenths of a second faster than what we had him at. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, is this when you say thing? what like, we had him at? You're saying the electric time that was there that was used for every single forty that we watched. Correct, correct. Magically, he was his start must have really triggered that electronic timer yeah. real, real yeah. early before we actually started with the adjustment. So <laughs> glad they got I'm it sorted super, out. Yeah, I'm I'm super apprehensive to take any stock out of any of the pro day, especially the speed time. Like you do reps or you do vert and stuff. Like okay, that's one yeah. Thing. 
but the times where there's a start and a stop and I, I'm not interested in using any of them. All right. So George Karloff, this is a first round grade for you. He's on the outside looking in for me, but he's not edge one. He's not edge one. Do we agree there? Right. I think that's, we do. That's on who it is. Yeah. This year. Okay. Yeah. Let's, we're going to announce it on the E and three. And I'd like to think we've done the E and three bit enough times on this show. Every time I question what right I'm supposed to do. To do. Not going to lie. Every single one, time. two, three, say it. So Chris, it's not the E and three. It's, it's a breath. I, I, I just want the, I just want the, the viewers to see my reaction to how much of a debacle this is. So please go ahead. Every it's, time it's the E and th- so Joe, I'm going to make it real easy for you. No breath. Three. Boom. Immediately say it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. One, two, three. Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Was that good? Not bad. That was not bad. That was good. You were working through a delay, too. That's what I thought was going to mess you up a little well, bit, but yeah, you did okay. That was my first facial reaction is he he came in on, on my screen a little after I said it. I was like, but it worked. Why did you pause? But it worked. <laughs> and that was um, when we had the moment at the end of yesterday's show, too. I went back and actually watched it on YouTube where, like, uh, Chris, w- or I guess it was Monday's show, the, the Wee Woo Worthiness of the Coaches photo. And I went back and looked at that too. And that was much more in sync in real time than what it was when we were recording. So I'm glad that these moments are being immortalized for us being on the same page appropriately. I'm very pleased. Any other big picture questions before we really start stacking Uh, this thing up? No, because I mean, we we got time on this. I I would anticipate Aiden's pretty open and shut as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so we'll, we'll do the bit and then we'll see how much time we have. And if we have time for big picture questions, I would love to get into some with you. Yeah. I mean, I have Aiden three and a half points higher than my next highest graded edge. So you have him three, three, three points higher. Yes. Okay. 92 versus an 89 for cave on Thibodeau. 92 and a half versus an 89 for cave on Thibodeau for me as well. Okay. Great minds take away as we continue to prove here on draft days. That's phenomenal. So who was your edge one last year? Quitty pay. Another back-to-back years. Michigan edge is, is number one on my board. And David Ajabo was in that mix too this year before he got injured. Yep. And for uh, you. Quitty pay was my edge two. Okay. Jalen Phillips was my edge one this past year. Um, and I said in no particular order when I went through the four that I did give first round grades to, that was actually the order that I had them. So I lied to everybody's face directly. And I apologize for that. I'm not proud of it. But for the sake of suspense on reveal, I had to say in no particular order. So Jalen Phillips uh, was my edge one last year. Quiddy Pay was number two for me. So I had Quiddy Pay number one. Can I say his grade yet or is that breaking no, the No, don't, don't say the grade yet. Okay. Yeah, Quiddy Pay was yeah. one. Aziz Ojolari was two. Jalen Phillips was three in terms of my first round graded edge. No respect. Why do you hate Jalen Phillips so much? No respect. Top 20 player on the board, first round grade. I hate him. You know? What you, you can tell. You, just, just not a fan. Um, 
Yeah, and, and Aziz was 21 for me on my board last year. So, And Greg was 22. So I think I had 22 first-round grades last year, if I remember correctly. Man, it's going to bug me Jaylen for a Phillips. long time. It's going to bug me for a long oh, time that you had Greg as the, a first-round grade at number so 22. It. Yeah, I had him as I a second-round grade and 45th on the board. So, Excuse me, I had, I had 25, but Greg was in that bucket of guys that was all tied at an 85. So I had 25 first-round grades. Um, so how does one Michigan edge compare to another for you? Well, From I have Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. Hutchinson I have as a 92 and a half, which is a top 10 valuation. And then I have Quiddy pay as an 87. So a pretty sizable gap there. And I have a really fun follow-up point to make there, but I think you should probably talk about your, gap and then I'll get into something I wanted to say. So you said Quiddy was an 87? 87 on the dot compared to a 92 and a half for Aiden Hutchinson. I also had an 87 on Quiddy Pay. Uh, I had two defenders ranked above him, uh, each by half a point. Uh, Number eight was Micah Parsons with an 87 and a half. And then number seven was Jalen Phillips also with an 87 and they have. So my margin is 87 and a half for Phillips versus a 92 for Aiden Hutchinson as well. So a reasonable gap. And then Kayvon Thibodeau also would be edge one from in last year's group had he come out this uh, last year as well. So that's kind of where I wanted to go. And I'm not sure if you're ready, but I want to talk about how many players I have this year graded higher than edge one last year. Okay. So I have Aiden Hutchinson, obviously, 92 and a half. And remember, Quiddy Pay is a 92. Or excuse me, an 87. Excuse me. 87 for Quiddy Pay. So Hutchinson, 92 and a half. KT, an 89. Trayvon Walker from Georgia, an 87 and a half. Jermaine Johnson from Florida State, an 87 and a half. And then welcome to the party, Quiddy Pay. You would be edge five edge this five. year. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients support gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. Uh, So I have Aiden and Kayvon would have been above Jalen Phillips. Uh, I had Jalen graded a half point higher than Trayvon Walker. I had Quiddy Pay next in line, and then I had Jermaine Johnson at an 86. So, 
And I'm trying to see if there was anybody else that no. Next in line was Aziz and Greg Rousseau with 85s, and uh, Ajabo also has an 86. So, I mean, yeah, there's been a lot of good pass rush talent that's dripped out over these last two years. My edge one last year would be um, edge three this year. So not quite to the same degree of you um, having this mass blitz of like probably guys from evaluation perspective or – and I mean, where are they at on your actual board right now? Because obviously there's a difference between valuation and how you actually rank them. And that's why we do the stuff that we do with the horizontal board to be able to show everybody. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Wow. Yeah. Show everybody like in respective positional tiers, how guys are stacking and so on. So like, that's why we do it this way instead of just going, well, here's my first, second, third, fourth, fifth, all the way through 300 players because on back it's not gonna do it now is it oh hey tell your cameraman to get Um, with it dude (laughs) (laughs) the presentation in a horizontal value i think is kind of hollow relative to illustrating the true value um that that's available so what was my question for you uh where do these guys stack in your actual top 10 or top right so your big board I'm glad you said top 10 because they're all there. Uh-huh. I figured they would be. <laughs> so, so Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson's no 87s aren't. No, yeah, exactly. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson is my number one overall player. I have okay. KT as number five. Trayvon Walker okay. is nine. Jermaine Johnson is 10. And then I do have a first round grade on David Ajabo, who comes in at 22 on my board. Okay. And obviously, we're not, a great, we're not adjusting grades for the injury. No, and then I mean here I'll just keep on going here because in t- in terms of top thirty two players they're not first round grades for me but I have Boye Mafe as twenty eight on the board and George Karloftis is thirty so that's is that seven yes no it's six and they'll all seven no no seven all I have seven, seven edges in my yes. top thirty two and they'll all be gone by when predictably <sighs> you think those all go in the first round do you yes I do. Well, maybe not David because he he has the injury, but everybody else, yeah, you'll get six. You think you'll get six? Wow! And I yes. see every <clears throat> excuse me every mock draft that I open up right now has Arnold Abiketti going in the back four right. or five that, picks. That, mm-hmm. So <laughs> you have a reasonable course here to seven. Now, if there's if there's the the Hutchinson, KT Walker, Jermaine Johnson, Ajabu, Boye Mafe, George Karloftis, Arnold Abiketti. I can comfortably say to you right now that I'd be surprised if there was an edge rusher taken in the first round that wasn't one of the eight players I just said. Yeah. Would you I agree? agree? Because I, I I do, and I think there's there's a bigger void there than I think I realized. I don't know if you would agree with that or not, but like the the cliff and the drop, we, we've talked about how good this edge rush group is, right? But they're all like the guys that have pushed themselves into the first round conversation have have clearly established established themselves there, where the rest of these guys like Cam Thomas, Nick Benito, yeah. Josh Pascal, like ideally those aren't top fifty picks, right? I don't think that's unreasonable to say. No, uh, I agree. They're, they're probably back end of the second round. I, I've got Pascal, Cam Thomas, and Benito with uh, 80, 80 and a half or eighty. 
but and that's the floor for second round grades for our scoring system. So they're all end of round two. So from a positional scarcity perspective, it's it's kind of that fun conversation of jump on them early because if you're not, you're either yeah. gonna have to reach and wait for a guy, or you're gonna have to probably dip into the tier three guys, which is like the Drake Jacksons and the Sam Williamses and the Maje Sanderses of the world, uh, plus whoever else you would qualify uh, to be in that bucket. You know, I, I think currently right now our collective 100, we have 16 edge rushers <clears throat> slated amongst those those you those got rankings. A frog in your throat or what? What's going? Yeah, on? it's working working through something here, but. Um, He's detoxing. It's the team. Exactly right. I'm detoxing. What I think, and and I hate to say that this hurt the edge class because it's a great edge class. It's phenomenal. But what actually took away something, I think, is players like Majay Sanders, like Kingsley Anikbari from South Carolina, like Mm -hmm. uh, Drake Jackson from USC. Like Those guys really didn't do anything this year to move the needle, right? Like I feel like those three players were pretty stagnant. And more questions came than answers, in my opinion, where, you know, those three players in early season mocks, you wouldn't you wouldn't be surprised to see them in the first round. Yeah. And now I don't think we look at those players like that. They'd be picks in the 20s, right? Yeah. Like that was absolutely normal. Um, Yeah, because I'm scrolling through here and I'm looking at names that you did not mention, like Tyreek Smith from Ohio State. And yeah, I guess he's a good him. player. Yeah, he's a good I like player. Senior Bowl. But I mean, him moving the needle and being being good for the second straight season established him as an end of the top 100 caliber prospect. I mean, mm-hmm. I just don't think he has that ceiling to, to push higher than that and have expectations. I mean, do you classify Zachary Carter as an edge or as an <laughs> interior defensive lineman? But he's, a, again, probably an end-of-day-two caliber prospect, right? Yeah, that's fair. I know you've got a four on, a, or an early four, and I just cross-checked him two days ago, and I gave him a late three. So okay, we're in the so same ballpark similar. with, with yeah. him as a player. Um, D'Angelo Malone. What do, you, what do you quantify D'Angelo Malone as, right? His best stuff at the Senior Bowl came stacked as an off-ball linebacker. Yeah. If you're if you're confident in the Hassan Reddick path, then go get him. You know, like his speed to power stuff is surprisingly good. Like the production is really good. He's just he's not built like you want an edge player to be in the NFL. Hey, um, where have you ultimately settled with Amari Barno out of Virginia Tech? Because he obviously splashed against North Carolina to start the season, had a huge performance against Sam Howell, the season opener. And then he kind of got quiet, and then it was like, oh, he's 225 pounds. Like, it's probably not going to work out. And then he ran like 4-3-something four th- four at the combine, yeah. I think. So, like, I mean, I, I'm not letting the burst really pull me back in to, like, put him in that top 100 conversation, but I'm curious where you fall on that because you've obviously followed his career a little closer than I have scouting the ACC regionally in season for us. So – Coming out of the season when I did the final write-up and scored Amari Barno, and he graded as a four for me, kind of like a mm-hmm. mid-four. And I've not done anything with him since. Like, I haven't went through and updated anything um, or reacted to, you know, what was a really special combine. So 
I still think if you're, he still kind of profiles more as a designated pass rusher. Um, won't be a fit for all schemes, but if you want that legit speed off the edge, I think you can get that. And Barno just have to understand that there's not a whole lot more to his game besides that at this point. It's nice so it's to not find like out I, one of these. Good. I was going to say it's not like I scored him as like a sixth or seventh round grade, and now I'm having to come back and be like, oh my god, he ran four mm-hmm. three. I got to bump him up. I feel pretty good about where he's at. Now I have to ask my question is, did I miss something on the ceiling and he deserves to go higher or do I kind of stick to my guns here? And I'm probably just going to stay put here on, on Barno. Right. Um, It's nice to see one of these 220 pound Virginia tech edge rushers that actually has juice. Right. Like like daddy Nicholas and one out. Yeah. Like four, nine, they all ran like four, nine. Right, dude. That's a good call. Even like, well, James Gale, he ran okay, but his tape was better than. Yeah, well, it was medicals with him, right? Because Gale, it? I mean, yeah, Gale was, was 2014, I think. He ended up in Minnesota, I think. His tape was so good. Right, right. His tape was so good. A uh, little stiff, but he beat the tar out of tackles, man. Yeah. Um, Speaking of guys who beat the tar out of tackles, what a beautiful segue for a name that I wanted to at least mention here. Uh, I'm waiting for anybody to care at all about Esezi Otomo from Minnesota. Like Minnesota, Boye Mafe obviously is the other guy, but Otomo is like a rock solid, like tight aligned base end. You could play him in a four eye. You could play him in a five. Not going to get a lot of sack production, but can win the point of attack. And like, I've never, I haven't heard anybody say this guy's name since probably November. And I know I'm not expecting our group to get to him because I gave him an early four, right? So we haven't got to him in cross checks yet. I know we're, we're running out of time, but we're getting close. We're just about done with all the threes. So we're getting into fours and we've been working ahead. Uh, so we'll, we'll definitely get through the fours and fives by the time it's all said and done for cross checks across our entire team. But, I mean, we're, we're talking edge guys, and I think he's a rock-solid player. Could you watch him for me? Could you do that? <laughs> sure. Add him to the list, baby. Let's go. Right. I just sorted out the, the this morning. I was figuring out what receivers I want to watch the rest of the way, you know, that we're not scheduled to. Yes. So, yes. It's, it's, it's this endless supply of prospects and, uh, you know, not an endless amount of time. If you want to actually, uh, that, and that's that's the frustrating thing, right? Because you're like you'll sit here and you'll go through it, and there's going to be some guy that gets drafted, probably mm-hmm. like 97, and you're going to be like, unbelievable, man! Like if I had an extra week, I know I would have watched him, <laughs> but I just didn't have time. Like it's going to happen, and I just got to right. make peace with it. Hey, so you mentioned I think right now we have 16 edge guys in, in the our, top 100. Yeah. Is that is that correct? Yep. How's this for an exercise? My top 100 last year. Jalen Phillips, Quiddy Pay, Aziz Ojolari, Greg Rousseau, Joe Tryon, uh, Odafe Owe, Carlos Basham, Joseph Asai, Janarius Robinson, Ronnie Perkins, Peyton Turner, Quincy Roche, Hamilcar Rashad, whoops, uh, Jonathan Sm- or Jordan Smith, all for top 100 guys on my personal board last year. So that's two, four, six. 14, 14 last mm. year for contextualizing uh, the draft class. And then I had Jonathan Cooper, Patrick Johnson, and Adekumbo Ogundiji 
in the top 120. Yeah, I had, thir- I had 13 in my top 100 last year as well. So by both accounts, for a depth perspective, even if we do think there's a void in, in round two, and from a top-end perspective, this is a better class. In both yeah, especially at the top where yes, our, our early – I mean, we're, we could see – We'll see at least. I would think we'll see four or five guys go in the top ten, in like in the actual. It depends draft. on how the tackles. It depends on how the tackles come yeah, off. Right between the top twelve picks of the draft, like eight of them are probably going to be probably, edge and offensive tackle. Yeah, I was going to say seventy five percent. So eight. Yeah, I would agree with that. Whew. It's fun unless the corners come. Unless the corners come. That's the thing. And Unless when I do simulations come. on the mock draft machine, it's like one of those three things happen. The tackles go, the edges go, or the corners go. And then and if they, you think it, you're going to get one run. late, it's you're an not. automatic yeah. run. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And, and I mean, I saw a mock this morning that had uh, Sauce going two to Detroit from, uh, yeah. from Tannenbaum on ESPN. I'm like, okay. <laughs> This is crazy. Let's get real weird. Let's get real weird. I, I'm here for That's it. what's fun about this class, man, is like we don't – the top season. 10 can go so many different ways. The top five can go so many different ways. We normally go into this thing and we're like, okay, we know the first three picks. We don't know anything right now, and I love that's fun. Do you, that's fun. Do you lose sleep at all thinking about your huddle report average, five-year average this year? Everybody's in I the same boat, man. The well, I think about how I'm not going to help <laughs> Josh Norris this year. <laughs> He's blackmailed. Right. <laughs> Cone of silence Congrats. when I get around that guy. Congrats, I Josh, on the win last tidbits. year. Unbelievable. But, yeah, that hurt the soul a little bit. That man had a that man had a winning formula, and he executed it perfectly. That man spoke to yeah. every one of you for like forty five minutes, and then well, just put together he, the winner. And and he had his own stuff too, and like you know, props to Josh for for crowdsourcing but like he had his own stuff too he, he was yeah. nudging me talking to me about dolphins targets on in their early second round on friday morning and he was right so no it was a definitely a nice mix uh we'll, we'll take a minor assist but i don't, I don't want to take it away from josh i know no, he, he did a lot of that like work himself yeah so um josh uh of course over at underdog fantasy make sure you check out underdog fantasy as well they're they're good friends and it's cool seeing them have the success that that they are having uh, in their respective space in this industry that we all love so much. Uh, but that's going to do it for us here today on the Draft Dudes podcast. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert, thanks for checking out the show. Thanks to our friends at Bet Online for their continued support of the podcast. Make it a good one. We'll talk with you guys mañana. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.